Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. And I'm thankful for this, this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What's up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. And I am your host, as always. I'm Daniel Greer, and our weekday boo, he's back. What's up, Nate? What's going on, man? Just uh, happy to hop on, and I I wouldn't call it an emergency pod, but last-minute pod with you. I'm just looking through all the different things that my ADD brain is going to be drawn to this this show. It'll be fun. Be a lot of fun. So it was Nathan's idea to be, what do you say, students of the game? <laughs> students uh, of the game. I, I don't know what these look like. Listen, I um, we both work on our computers a lot. I am not a glasses guy. I have no issues with my eyeballs. Um, not that that's a bad thing in life. But they're good so far. I want to keep them that way. So I wear my my blue blockers. Is that what this is? Blue blockers? Blue light blockers. Whatever. My blue blockers. In the blue blockers, the big ones that used to Pause. that used to, all the way. Pause. They're huge. You're saying things in weird ways. But yeah, mine get pretty big on my face when I got a haircut. But no, no, no I, I'm talking but, the old school glasses that were called blue blockers. That's the thing. Uh, you're showing your age. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So we'll have to revisit that another time. I'm actually going to Google right now blue blockers. And blue, yeah, blue blockers are the huge glasses. Blue blockers exactly. glasses. Yeah. So check it out. Go Google it. Uh, blue blockers. Uh, that's what they are. I'm going to go ahead and take mine off because my blue glare um, kind of bothers uh, me and I, in the video just in general and purposes. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. It's not going to be a long show at all. If you are on the uh, podcast, thank you as always uh, here at YouTube. Feel free to chat it up with us. Uh, I have to do a better job myself uh, making sure that we have a large audience that listens to podcasts only. Okay. So I always forget that we do have video and I always reference the video a lot of times, but uh, most of our fans are going to be podcast only. And so uh, that is me learning how to you know work through this thing a little bit and so um just give you a heads up that's kind of maybe the last podcast or so that were not great because we did not reference a lot of uh what's going on on the screen so um we're gonna go ahead and get into the game it was a 115 to 112 grizzlies win uh, and i think it was a game that realistically if you look back on it went kind of as we thought it would go a lot of it um and the Grizzlies got up big, and one thing I heard from—I cannot remember who that was. It might have been uh, might have been Verno yesterday, as he was talking about uh, what Shane Battier told him one time, and it was you know from his coach, Coach K at Duke. Uh, when you get a big lead, a lot of times 
you give the lead back because you stop being so like you know aggressive offensively and you kind of lose track of that uh, and so what he said is a lot of times what they would do is work on getting stops so you actually get try to focus yourself on defense which is the opposite right but if you focus on getting stops and on defense then you won't give up the lead because you're you're locked in defensively and whatever happens on the offensive end happens on the offensive end. So I thought that was a very big thing that he said yesterday, and I don't know if you missed it, but Chris Vernon uh, on the Chris Vernon Show uh, shared that with us. So, um, Nathan, what you got on that game? Uh, I was super encouraged by the game. I saw some negativity on Grizz Twitter. I think for the most part, people were pretty happy with the game and getting a win on opening nights always – a great start, right? It's open at night. There's going to be rust. Everybody, every team still figuring some stuff out. So just getting off on the the right foot is a great, great thing to be able to accomplish. But did see some people that were worried about the team. They're like, this is, I'm, I'm, I saw someone within five minutes, it blew my mind. Say I was unimpressed with that win. We have a lot of work to do. I was like, Oh, by work, do you mean get three of our seven best rotation players back in the lineup? That's, that's, Good work we should try and do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what more do you want? Santi Aldama plays 39 minutes for you, gets a double-double, looks awesome, punks Julius Randle, even though he said it was on accident. He was just hyped up, which Santi may also be, outside of the Grizz's biggest and best surprise, the most wholesome player on this. <laughs> just hearing him talk about stuff with his family. Um, love seeing succeed. Love being wrong about it. Um yeah, I, it was an overall really encouraging game. I thought they took the foot off the gas and got caught a little bit. Um, but outside of that, what more do you want? John Conchar played really well. The only one that really worried me at all was Desmond Bain. You know, between mm. wasn't really hitting his shots, and I don't expect that to last. But obviously, you know, he said he worked on his body quite a bit to lose some weight and make sure he doesn't get hurt again down the stretch. And then he gets hurt in the first game, but looks like it's just cramped. Um, looks like it's just cramps. I, okay, let me be clear. I, I'm not talking about Isaac. Sorry. We got it. We got it in the chat. Black Lives Matter saying I was talking about Isaac. I was not talking about Isaac. This was someone who is completely random. I don't follow. I just saw that they were a Grizz fan. So um, can't remember who it was. But yeah, I, I'm a little worried about Bain and his legs. Uh, I think it was just cramps. Everybody was tired. First game. Uh, all in all, dude, great game. I thought the rookies looked good. I thought it was awesome. It was a fun opening night win, close game. I yelled so hard, I almost had an aneurysm, had to lay down real quick because I thought I was about to pass out when Tyus hit that three and then almost did the same thing when he missed the free throws. Uh, fun, man. I just had a lot of fun. Great opening game. Got to win. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Uh, going a little bit over the game real quick, just a you know, game recap of somebody that didn't watch it. Uh, but just looking through the stats in general, uh, the Grizzlies, 15-point lead at halftime, right? So let's just kind of go over that real quick. Like the Grizzlies up 61 to 46 at half, mainly behind a lot of jaw. That's mm-hmm. just really what it was. Like Desmond did not look good. Santi was a big, big player. The whole entire game, Conchar and Adams is a cheat code uh, on the rebound level. But if you actually look at the entire game, 36 rebounds from those three, Aldama, Adams, and Conchar, which Huge. is amazing. 
But also, okay, so let's stop at halftime here. Grizzlies up 15. Second half, 62 to 47, a 15 point spread in favor of the New York Knicks. So if you look at both halves, the Grizzlies got off to a great start and it was a 36 point quarter there in the second quarter. Okay. The Knicks scored 23 in both of the first and second quarter. After that, they scored 33 and 29. The Grizzlies was a 24 and a 23 quarter. So that's where you get those two 15 point halves from both teams playing well. The Knicks obviously uh, took advantage of the Grizzlies, probably just taking a step back after they were able to, uh, I guess, get up so big early. A 19 point lead was the biggest lead that they had. Uh, but after that, um, there was a lot that happened in the game and a lot that we could go over and I think was awesome. Uh, but two 15 minute, two 15 point uh, leads from both teams in uh, first or second half, I think was crazy. And I think that's really what the telling story was. And then the Grizzlies in overtime, uh, obviously a three point win um, and outscored them seven to four, which was really cool. So um, I, I think all around, I think the Grizzlies, a win's a win in my opinion. And the one thing I will say to take away, I think we could take away some real player stuff, but as a team goes, the fact they were able to get that win in overtime says a lot about the maturity of this team. To have a 19-point lead in the second half evaporate, and they took their foot off the gas, but then they go into overtime, they got tired legs, clearly have tired legs. Desmond Bain has one leg, and (laughs) they still find a way over a team that has a really, really good veteran guard in Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Had the advantage at Ford with Julius Randle, but they still found a way to just go and make it happen and get that win. A lot speaks a lot to the maturity of this team and the fact they know how to win now, which is, bodes really well for this season as they overcome injury struggles and other things that'll pop up. Years ago, uh, prior to Ja and even Ja's first year, I would say we'd have lost that game eight out of ten times. Um, and even and honestly, during the core four era. There was a lot of games like that that we just lost and could not close. We were really good, and they were a good team, but uh, we have not had a closer like Ja. Ja being the leader in cl- you know closing clutch time minutes, uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, he's so good, and I think he showed everybody really how good he is. So uh, let's get into a little bit of what we uh, and what we did, and I kind of seen now, and I'm getting a feeling. And tell us yes or no. It, it, I have a feeling that our betting stuff, I don't know if uh, everybody bets like I do or you might if you were in a betting state, uh, Nathan. But um, if you want to hear more about betting, by all means, we will go more into detail. We can have our own shows about that if that that helps. Uh, But the last show was okay. Uh, There wasn't as many people liking it as I thought that, that there would be. Uh, so we're probably going to pull back a little bit on the betting stuff, but we're still going to give you our Grizzly player watch each and every game because I think that's important. But I think that's kind of what we're good at uh, on the on the other side of the betting side of life. Um, and so uh, going into that a little bit, the Grizzly player watch, what we had this past game, we went three and one. So uh, if you're following along, if you're betting, we're making you money. Um, you know, so three and one night is not bad. Uh, I think that's going to be. Um, that's a good night. I'm not going to lie. Like four and oh is obviously awesome. Two and two is it is what it is. Uh, but three and one is a winning night and uh, I feel good about it. I honestly just think, and I, and I know we could be wrong, but as much research as we do in this, I two and two, I think it's going to be expected. I'm not going to lie. 
just because we're narrowing down a lot of what we like and don't like. So uh, make sure you follow along. Uh, we're going to produce those probably an hour before the game because you're going to get your lines that are going to come out, especially on some of the people that are coming off the bench or some uh, players like Conchar and Aldama uh, throughout the season. We'll get about an hour before the game. So expect that uh, about an hour before tip. Uh, you'll be receiving that. So uh, one thing I will share with you, one one guy that will be on there, um, it's going to be Desmond Bain assist. I believe the line is still at two and a half. So if you like that, go ahead. Uh, but we're going to, I know I'm hitting on that for sure. And I've already talked to Ryan um, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm looking through the notes right now of what he sent me back. Uh, but I think it's uh, Desmond Bain over two and a half. Yeah, over two and a half assists is a guarantee uh, that we both love. Uh, we expect him to have four or more assists. So if you're uh, betting at all, feel free. Uh, but the the lines are fairly good. So uh, that's all we're going to talk on that because people obviously didn't, you know, there's not as many people in it involved as we are. So um, let's go ahead and get into our game predictions tonight because it's not a long podcast at all. Uh, but our game predictions tonight, Nathan, I'll start with you first. Go ahead, man. I, I want to get your opinion on this because I'm a little torn on it. I don't feel like they're going to launch 53s again. It felt like they didn't work in the paint as much as they they would like to that last game, right? So that's yeah. I'm looking at some of the three numbers because in my head I was like, I think about betting stuff later. Maybe put something on Tyus on his over on threes if they have a line in there. But he shot eight. He got him up. I think he's going to continue to shoot a decent amount. But 53s is a lot for a team that dominates in the paint. So I would yeah. say I'll expect them to shoot a little bit less from deep and be a little bit more methodical in running their offense tonight um, and look really, really good doing it. I think Adams is going to just tear up the boards. I bet they try and get him involved a little bit more offensively scoring this time around because I think he has a matchup and he's going to be on – he'll be up against Shingun. And he'll have Shingun a doesn't start, but he'll be he'll be out there against them some though. I bet they have that matchup, and he could just bully them to death down low. So I think that's something they try and get him a little bit more action in there. And then until we get these other guys back, John Morant's going to be John Morant, and he's going to yeah. destroy. One thing I really liked from the last game that I'm not sure if you picked up on or not was that he had a lot he had the highlight block against Brunson. He had a lot of highlight moments. Obviously, he's explosive athletic guy. He didn't have any real scare me moments other than the Randall foul, which was not malicious or anything like that. It was just an unfortunate way things unfolded in that play. Yeah. But he did all that scoring, he did all that facilitating, all that playmaking, and none of it was this explosive freak me out scare me. I think that's a huge step in his game this year. I think he is really taking care of his body. So that was just one game note I thought about as I was about to go into that that I thought was really encouraging from last game. Um, yes. Well, so a couple a couple of notes on that. And I, um, I always look at it from the betting side of things, right? Uh, because that's kind of what I'm more involved in on um, mm-hmm. outside of, you know, what I enjoy in life. Um, but um, <laughs> I think that, you know, and I, and Ryan is more much more into it uh, than I am, but um, – we look at how the game could play out by using like betting statistics and stuff like that. And so it helps, you know, when you watch the game and you can see the game differently, 
um, you know, then maybe others can. Like I, I see it from a coach's side. I look at it from that, uh, from that, I guess, angle, that that viewpoint of life. And so I see it that way. Uh, but I also see it on the betting side. So I'm looking at guys and how they're going to perform. And I also look at past performances. Is there something that correlates to why they might not be good? Is it matchups? Is it players? Uh, and so you hit on Steven Adams. And so I want to share a little bit of Steven Adams with you. Uh, in the four games he played last year, he had a 23-point game. I don't know if you remember that or not. A 23-point game with for them. Uh, but the other games he had, he scored six points, five points, and two points. So it was a rare game out of him that he did that. Uh, but also, like, looking at his rebounds, he's had two games of nine, a game of 12, and a game of five. Like, that, that is good, but I don't know if he's – he just doesn't seem consistent against them, and I wonder if it's because of their ability, right? Are they just – are they not good? And that's why sometimes you just kind of take some time off. My opinion on Steven Adams, I think he just – I think they play small and because they play small, I believe that it gets him off the court a little bit more. But as you're talking about with uh, Shingun, he doesn't start now and Bruno Fernando does. So I don't know if that helps his uh, ability to stay on the court, uh, especially with potentially Bain coming back from cramps, but also uh, being without three guys uh, more than likely. Well, Adams is going to have to play, right? We can't really afford to have him off the court. I mean, maybe you could see Tillman again. I don't know, but one thing that I think could be easily missed is Christian Wood's not there anymore. And Christian Wood is really, really athletic, really, really long, big, who could stretch the floor, but also could give Adams some fits because he's a little bit longer than Adams being able to get on the yeah. boards a little bit. They take a ton of jump shots, a lot of long rebounds. That's part of it. But I think not having Christian Wood out there is going to make a big difference because Adams is bigger than Shingun. And I don't mm-hmm. think Shingun is. He's definitely athletic. I think he's an awesome player, got a lot of skill. I don't think he is Christian Wood as far as being able to get Adams out of position. And so I'm just not worried about it this game. I think that Christian Wood being gone opens up a lot for Adams as far as the rebounding goes. But I'd expect a big contra rebounding game again. I expect yep. Aldama to get a lot of rebounds again. I would look for Bain to get a lot of rebounds. You know, maybe even the Ravian Roddy can get on that action. It's going to be a lot of team rebounding because it's a jump shooting team, right? So, yep. uh, all that to say, I still think Adams gets a ton of boards um, tonight. I don't think that they have anything to keep him off the boards, but I am a little bit <clears throat> interested to see how they manage going against the wings again. They're just small on the wing until they get DB and Zaire back. Obviously, Jaron is included in that conversation. And Rockets, another team that has a lot of athleticism and length in their wings. You got Jalen Green, who is not a huge guy, but he's really athletic, got a ton of bounce, and he's super long. Kevin Porter Jr., really long, athletic player. Uh, Shingun, who might get some time on the wing same way. Tari Eason. You just got a lot of length and athleticism at wing that I think is going to give the Grizzlies some fits until they get those guys back. So that is one matchup tonight I'm really interested to see because it's the NBA. Any team can catch it any night if they get on a heater. And if the wings are really on one, that could give the Grizzlies some trouble. Uh, Again, I, I think the Grizzlies are methodical enough that they won't let this game get far out no matter how much of a heater KPJ, Christopher Green could get on. But it's something to watch watch out for tonight as they go up against those wings without their their guys. DB is a 
doubtful again, didn't he? Yeah, he's doubtful again. I don't expect him to play if he's yeah. doubtful. Usually the Grizzlies use questionable for more than likely, like that's legit questionable. Like he could probably play doubtful is there's, there's, it's just an out. It's just, it gives them a way to say that he could actually play if for some reason, whatever that injury was healed miraculously overnight. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But rarely does that ever happen, especially the Grizzlies, they're being so careful. Um, So yeah, I, I, like you said, I, I expect, um them to outsize them i think that's going to be the one of the big things um Mm -hmm. and because of who they have in their game i I think that you know very much they could um you know be a stephen adams game um you know he's projected to be like what 10 boards is what the projection is i think that's very good he's had two games of nine i think this could be a big game for him uh i think scoring wise i think it has a lot of potential as well i think they could actually Mm -hmm. be legit like scores in this game like I think Steven Adams could be, uh, but a couple of guys to watch Santiago Dama for this fact that he is a big that can, that can move, but he's also a big that can rebound score. He can do a little bit of everything. He fits more of that size. Plus I don't believe he's going to get played off the court. In my opinion, he played 30, played the most minutes last game played right at 39 minutes, uh, which was kind of crazy to see that. Uh, but another guy, David Roddy played 12 and a half minutes in the game. I expect him to actually get more run this game because they have a lot of guys that are not big, but they're not also small. So giving somebody that's you know a little bit thicker but can actually keep up with them, uh, athleticism wise, I, I think that's big. I think this could be a big Roddy game tonight. I love to hear that from you, Daniel. <laughs> I love to hear that. It's music to my ears. Um, yeah, listen, he, it's the kind of game where his athleticism and, uh, girth (laughs) could come in handy for sure. So I would love to see that, but I, I don't know. I'm still in a, let's see what the coaches do mode, to be honest. I think we could see a lot of Roddy, but I actually thought LaRavia looked awesome last game after Mm -hmm. a whole summer of being really on the Roddy train still am. I thought LaRavia had a ton of activity outside of his shot that I was impressed by that I did not see in summer league or preseason. So I was really impressed by that. I expect him to keep getting some time. I agree with you. It feels like a game where Roddy's just pure physical capabilities could come in handy, but um, I expect to see Aldama have another good game. This is a good matchup for him to be able to go against a guy like Jabari and see what he's able to do against that sort of caliber of draft pick. Um yeah, I'm excited to see that matchup. Again, I think it'd be a big Conchar game. But, yeah, I'm just excited to keep watching. I think we're still a, a couple weeks out from having any real reactions to anything. Let's see if the Aldama and Conchar thing's real. That's the biggest thing for me tonight. Can they keep that up? Is that going to be consistent? Or is that a flash in the pan, right? At this point, it's looking consistent. We've seen that seen it out of both of them enough times to believe that. But in these big minutes, in these 30 minutes that they're playing, let's see if they can keep it up. So far, I mean, I'm all about it. They didn't skip a beat until they decided that they are only going to play three quarters. <laughs> uh, another thing that I'm looking at is a guy like, um, you know, John Morant. And I know he's our, he's our dude, right? Let's look at his points. And I only do this because I think this is a good chance to see how he plays against other teams and why he maybe doesn't. Is there any reason that he hasn't played well against the the Rockets the last, uh, this past season? He scored 22 points in both games. 
Um, his rebounds were, you know, they were okay, six and four. Uh, the assists were both at six. So he's underperforming his average um, in almost every category. Is there anything you see there? Like, I, I don't know if it's just like him just maybe we get up so big and he just kind of takes, you know, takes time off. I don't know. Well, it could you could say something about the length that they have at wing, give them some issues. Um, I don't remember well enough what exactly happened in those games to know whether or not it was a length giving them issues, but it's a viable thing. You know, they got big guys like Jalen Green to put on them, Kevin Porter Jr., the smallest guy to put on them, probably Eric Gordon, who's known as a really great defender. So definitely some things to do there, but also chances are they're just coasting, man. I mean, you're going yeah. against the Rockets, who are one of the worst teams in the league. I remember one of those games was midseason when why would they care about that? They basically had their playoff stuff locked up. So I think a lot of it's just coasting. I think if Ja really wanted to kill him, he could. And I think he second game of the year, a lot of guys out. He is not going to be playing around. He doesn't want to play another 38 minutes. He's going to want to put the foot on the throat, get some time off, especially because they've got a uh is this the back-to-back or is it next week's the back-to-back against dallas no it's it, it's yeah it's saturday which, so I, by the way a little bit of a venting session you're really gonna have that matchup which is a kind of a premier matchup from two of the best teams in the west and an interdivision matchup and you're gonna give the mavericks the game at home plus two full days off have the grizzlies go on a road trip and have it on the second night of a back-to-back come on nba do better well, uh, yeah, Se- like what first week of the season? Like, let, let, let's just be honest. Like, why are we doing back to backs on the first week of the season? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Rigged. We have all year to do this. Like, I know you're trying to figure out scheduling and I don't know. Does Taylor Swift have a concert in Dallas that, you know, Sunday? And so <laughs> we can't do it then. But like. What is the reason that we're doing this? I it doesn't make sense. The only thing I can think of, and this does help, Houston, Dallas, it's not far. Okay. So it's not like a long trip. I don't know. Are they gonna hop up, you know, on a plane real quick just to Houston and Dallas? I, are they gonna take a bus? I don't know. I don't I don't know how they were gonna do it. I would imagine you take your your plane because you already have it there with you. Um, especially if you're, you know, if it's a team flight. So I just, uh, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I just don't. I don't rigged. <laughs> in all seriousness, all right, so in all seriousness, I do worry about the injury concern. And I think that's one reason they come out ready to just stomp them tonight is yeah. they don't want to play. They do not want to play in the fourth quarter. They want to have Ja come out of his rotations. The starters come out of that rotation going into the bench unit heading into the fourth quarter and just let it ride and hope that the bench keeps it where they don't have to come back in. So, Because um, there is an injury concern. That back-to-back, beginning of the season, especially after in 40-ish minutes, close to 40 minutes in the first game. So serious, that's a serious thing to look for. I bet they come out firing because of that. But come on. Come on, Adam Silver. Come on, Adam Silver. <laughs> I defended you. I defended you in this offseason for some things you did. Come on now. Do better. Yeah. I don't know if they were trying to get on NBA TV at, you know, the Saturday night show or what. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's Saturday night, the 22nd. 
it's a 7.30 game, 7.30 tip, so it's a little bit later. So they get, you know, a, a good bit of almost a full day of rest a little bit after the game. So not really, but close. It will be, like I said, on NBA TV. Obviously, I, I believe it's on Bally's as well. So you'll be able to keep up with your team. Uh, and here, Pete and Brevin, who, you know, they're, they're always amazing. So I don't ever want to um, take away that factor. I always want to, you know, give a little bit of light on those dudes because they are the best in the business, in my opinion. Um, but I expect, I expect the Grizzlies to get a win in Houston. I really do. Uh, the game was at, like, I, I think the number was five at some point. Um, I think this is a double digit win, in my opinion. I think the Grizzlies are still hungry enough, but what's different is a team of vets would go into Houston potentially and just kind of, we're going to, this will be a business trip. We're going to get a win, you know, and, and honestly, you know, we're, we're looking at the Mavericks. This team is so young. They're trying to work on themselves. Adama, Conchar, Laravia, Roddy, they're all trying to figure themselves out. So they're trying to be the best version of themselves they can be. Plus, Ja is a lunatic at just wanting to make sure he is the best every chance he gets. And so I believe this team goes into uh, Houston and gets a double-digit win. Dallas, that scares me. I think if um, I think if they don't win by 20 or more and the Grizzlies – set their starters in the entire fourth quarter. I think you go into Dallas and take the L. What's your opinion? Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you just because of what happened in the first game with Bane's legs. I, I think they need to play like 26 minutes max, I think is what you want to see out of John Morant, Desmond Bain, yep. uh, even Tyus. Um you want to get short minutes and then let the rookies really take the reins and get some, some, some good run in the third and fourth quarter. So, um, but listen, I'm never going to say, I bet the, the Grizz take a no after this past season, what they showed on the opening night was really encouraging to me. I expect good things out of them all season. I expect them to show a maturity. They didn't have all season. I think this could be a business trip where they dominate, but they dominate because it's a business trip, get themselves some rest, get ready for Dallas. Give me your predictions in both games. Uh, Double-digit win tonight. I'm with you on double-digit win tonight. Tomorrow, or the, so the Grizzlies yeah, tomorrow are, night. Grizzlies, Grizzlies 2-0. Enter, uh, enter 2-0 going into Dallas. Going into Dallas. Okay. Going into Dallas. I think Dallas is a good game for three quarters, no matter what. If the starters have to play four full quarters tonight, Dallas pulls away late to win by double digits. Need a prediction out of you. That is the prediction. Okay. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't here, I give you both possible scenarios. If it doesn't, then I think the Grizzlies come and win a close game by I'll give you a number five in Dallas. Okay. So if if the starters play twenty six or less minutes, okay. Grizz by five in Dallas. Okay. If they play more, then you're saying that uh Dallas, Dallas by twelve. Okay. I like it. Uh, I, I think that's realistic. I, I really do. I, I think no matter what happens tonight, I think you have a Dallas team that just blew a huge lead to Phoenix. I think they're going to come with a little bit of pissed offness, if we'll say. And so I think a little Luka Magic, he's always played well against the Grizzlies, man. So I'm taking I'm taking Dallas no matter what. And I am a huge homer of the Grizzlies. I'm taking Dallas no matter what happens tonight. 
Grizz going to bring that pissed offness no matter what. And I bet you DB sits tonight and plays tomorrow and it, to match up against Luca. I bet you that happens. That would be awesome. That would yep. be awesome. But that would be another. We need him pick. to defend Luca. <laughs> we but do need that'd that. Be an, that'd be another reason I'd pick the Mavericks. Well, that's fine. He can be a turd about it. We have no one to defend Luca, even if DB plays. But we have someone to halfway defend Luca if he plays. So, listen, Grizz fans, whatever side of the aisle you fall on, we need him to defend against Luca Doncic. Okay, we Jaron's not back, so that's fine. Stay on that side. Stay on that side. I like it. All right, let's get some predictions out of you on the players. I think this is always fun. Uh, this is betting related, so don't come, you know, don't be too crazy. But I think it's good to kind of talk about how you think a player is going to play tonight. Uh, <sighs> Vegas does these for a reason, right? So let's just go down the board a little bit. And I'll ask some questions. Um, we'll go with points first, uh, okay. see what kind of game you think these guys have. Uh, do you think Desmond Bain scores uh, 20 or more points tonight? Mm. I'm going to say no because ideally he doesn't play enough minutes to score 20 points. Okay. I take John under. Morant over 30, like 30 or more. I'd say same thing under because of the minutes. I think okay. he, but I think he has like 13 assists. All right. Uh, Santi Claus. Yeah, we're going to stand on that hill. We have the receipts. If you're listening, we have the receipts. We are so underrated in this media. <laughs> but we, uh, we, I do believe you. Yeah, and I thought it was the dumbest thing you ever said when you said Santi Claus back in whatever, June, July, whatever it was. Santi it's Claus. Corny. It's corny. corny. It was not dumb. Very, it was very corny. I think I, I think that's exactly what I said. Um, anyway, I couldn't find that uh, episode. I, I heard some <laughs> other ones where you called him in July. So, we're going back to find our receipts on Santi Claus, but Santi Aldama, uh, 14 or more points. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on the Santi points tonight. Adam, seven or more? Oof. <laughs> Danger zone. I would say under based off historical precedent. I think they try and get him involved in offense, but just because he gets a shot up, that mean he doesn't smoke it. I would take under on that. I would stay away, but I'd say under if I'm going to take it. Who's your highest score on the the Rockets? You think tonight? Who's their best on the Rockets? Overall? Yeah, yep. Kevin Junior, Jabari Smith, um, Eric Gordon. I don't, and then Jalen Green. I'd have to go with KPJ. Okay, he's the best pure scorer on their team. Jalen Green is if he's on, but he's a little less consistent. So, um, we'll see. Could be a big Jabari game game too. Mm. I bet they try to make it a big Jabari game, but. Uh, I think ironically, even though they're bigger, Aldama plays that matchup really well. So I would say KPJ. Okay. Uh, well, KPJ was the highest scorer uh, the last game that they had. Yep. Which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, all right. So let's keep going a little bit. Uh, we won't go to assist. I think they're, you know, I, no, nobody cares about that. Let's talk about our rebounds. Let's talk about the three guys that we had, had 36 rebounds between them. Uh, let me go with Adams first. Think he has 10 or more rebounds? Yeah, for sure. Wow. All right. Uh, Aldama, eight or more rebounds? I'd stay away, but I'd take the under. Wow. Really? Yeah. It just it feels like one of those games he's going to have. Because even though the Knicks are a big team, the Aldama matchup wasn't always that big. So he was against Randall some. But Randall. Yeah he's a bully rebounder, but 
Aldama was kind of going up against Cam Reddish's of the world on some of those switches. I think tonight, whoever he's up against, I think he sees a lot more of that length consistently. If it was six and a half, I'd take the over. I have him at seven. Okay. Um, and then uh, Conchar, uh, there's nothing on Vegas out, but I'd say he was at six and a half last game when it opened up. Um, seven or more rebounds for Conchar. Up, over. All right. Take the Conchar do, rebounds. Uh, hey, assist, more- since you're yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. Whatever the jaw assists are, take it. Especially wow. if it's at eight and a half, take seven it. Seven and a half. Jaws assists are seven and a half? Yeah. Oh, find an alternate. Take that. You think he has eight or more assists? He's, yes. he, last year was literally it was six. He's gonna have eight or more assists. Yes. Okay. Well, he cleared 100%. that line. He cleared it at you know forty nine percent last year overall. Um, so eight or more assists. You know, go for it. Um, yep. I think it's a. Um, I think it'll be a good. I think Bain will get some assists. I think he'll go three or more assists as well. I think uh, you can double up Adams for three three assists as well. I think this. I think the assist will be there. Uh, I don't know about the points for the right people. So if you really are looking for somebody to go points for, you could probably go the the alternate guys, which are your Aldama, your Conchar. I think they're going to have mm-hmm. 10 or more points. So because 10 or more points, let's go with some double-doubles. Yes or no? John Morant, double-double. Yes. Santi Aldama? No. Steven Adams? No, no, because of the points. All right. Um, That's all we have. Three-pointers. Desmond Bain has been cold. They have him at three and a half. You going over or under on three and a half, four or less? I'd say under. I don't think he puts up 13 again, and I don't think they play a ton of minutes. When it comes to the scoring, I'm big on the assist because the assist numbers are typically lower scoring i just think these guys don't play enough minutes tonight to get all those points but um listen i never bet you you hit last game on the three and a half bane under threes I don't, I don't bet against desmond bane threes if i had to i'd say under on that four but yeah i don't i don't want to play that game well uh something i'm looking at um is john morant he went three of six last game they have him at uh you know at that line of two and a half. So they're looking at, to get him possibly three again. Um, but a, another guy I'm looking at, Santi Aldama, he went three of eight. Do you think he goes for two or more? Yeah, I think he hits two. Is it the line I, one and a half? Yeah, I think he's been hitting two like crazy. I think he's going to get the possibility. I think he's going to get his chance. He he shot eight. I think he can go two of Dude, six. They're going to leave him open in that corner and he's going to nail him. I'd take that for sure. Two, two or more. Yep. So I would take Jitty double double if it's out there. I would take a Jitty double. I forgot to ask about him. Yeah, he's not on the books anywhere. They're scared of my my guy Jitty, uh, and the reason is because they know that he will be the alternate. He's he's going to play. He's going to yeah. start if uh, Dylan Brooks is out of the game. Uh, but we all expect Dylan to not be in the game. So at that point, um, you're going to see these lines come out a little bit later. So um, take advantage of it. We're a small market team. If you like betting, feel free. Uh, we're not always going to talk about it. We'll have a little bit of you know fun with it here and there. Uh, but mainly, I look at the game that direction a little bit because I think it's important to look at the game um, and see how these guys play. It also correlates with the numbers. And so I think of what does these smart people in Vegas who have money on it, 
what do they think about our guys? And so I like to see that Aldama's on there. Um, I think he is going to continue to uh, be a guy that if you are a betting person, you can make money on him or just like just cheer for him in general. I think he's uh, I think he's a uh, little Santa Claus. It's going to bring some more uh, more bags wholesome. of cash. It's wholesome, man. I love it. You love that's one thing about this team that is awesome is you have guys you love to root for. You love to root for these guys, yeah. every single one of them, right? Ja gets the hate now because he's an actual superstar, and that's what happens when you're a superstar. Outside of that, man, you love rooting for all of these guys, all of these guys. So yeah. it's fun to have a team like that. You know what we should do? We should start doing some, like, picks, keep track of our picks, see who yeah. you, the professional, the professional better, how your picks match up against me, the guy who hears about the lines from you. So we, we ought to do that the rest of the season. Just keep track of that. That'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know what we're keeping track of is who's signing up for Zach Jaworski State Farm. We're watching, listening. Now, if you need insurance of any reason at all, our presenting sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Um, they are family to me. So they can be family to you and they can make sure they save you some money, um, whatever it might be, your boat, your car, your house, your wife's jewelry. If you think you've spent a lot of money, go get it insured, buddy. I promise you it is very important because you do not want to be swimming and your wife comes up and goes, where is my ring? That's never good. So. Uh, go get it all insured, and you can go get up with our guy, Zach Jaworski, at State Farm, where they have offices in East Memphis and Collierville. Call them at 901-459-4227, ZachInsuresMemphis.com, Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Call them again, 901-459-4227. All right, let's get out of here with what we have. Anything that you have on these games so far? Grizzlies basketball's back. Let's have fun. Have fun watching the team. Quit taking ourselves so seriously. Come on. It's a good time. Who are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. All right, let's do Let's have a great time. Let's have a great week, man. I uh, This is going to be a great weekend. Um, behind the curtain a little bit, my daughter this next week turns seven. And so I'm excited. We get to have her birthday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have her birthday party this weekend. And so we get to do, I, maybe if they have a leotard big enough, I can get one and I can put it on for our gymnastic birthday party. Anybody? Pictures? No? Nobody? Nobody? Pictures? No. All you, cousin. <laughs> All right, let's have a great week. Let's get two dubs on the road and prove me wrong. I am down. You can prove me wrong again, Ja. I know you're probably listening. I know you're seeing this. Somehow, somehow, it'll get back to it. I promise you. It always does. But without further ado, you know what's next. Be nice and tell your friends.